Welcome to the podcast of Fairmount Presbyterian Church in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, where we feature our worship sermons. Listen again to past sermons from home, when you are traveling, or wherever you are. Listen in if you need a moment of reflection, inspiration, and love. Raise your hand if you were here last Sunday. I was here, I'm pretty sure. I wasn't, I wasn't here. Um, right. <laughs> Lindsay watched my sermon for sure. Last Sunday we talked about waiting, right? And we read a story from the book of Acts about how uh, before he ascended into heaven, Jesus gave some last instructions to his disciples. He told them to sit tight and wait. To wait for God to send the Holy Spirit to be with them. And if you were in wee time last week, raise your hand if you were in wee time last week, you read a story called Waiting is Hard with Elephant and Piggy. I love Elephant and Piggy. And you planted seeds that you have to wait to see grow. Waiting can be pretty hard, right? But when we wait faithfully, we open up space for God to do something amazing. So we're going to practice waiting this morning. Wait, wait. Not just any kind of waiting. A fluffy, ooey, gooey kind of waiting. That's right. We've got marshmallows. Raise your hand if you'd like a marshmallow. Okay, okay, there are some adults, too. Cheers, cheers. Kate and Una are going to come around and hand out marshmallows if you have your hand raised. We're going to start with uh, our young people, but if there are more marshmallows, grown-ups, you know, don't be shy. Okay, kids, listen, listen. While they pass those out to you... Here's the thing. Are you listening? We want you to wait and not eat your marshmallow just yet. Same for adults. We want you to wait to eat it. And if you can wait, we believe that God is gonna turn your one marshmallow into two marshmallows. If you could see the looks on their faces right now, they're excited. Listen, do you believe us? Do you believe in marshmallow miracles? <laughs> okay, while you wait, while you wait, we're going to tell you a couple of stories, the stories behind our two scripture readings that we just heard this morning. Okay, so the first reading was from Joshua that May read from us, and it's the culmination of a story that began in Exodus. When the Israelites left Egypt, God promised them something. God said, I will bring you to the land that I promised your ancestors, a land full of milk and honey, so a really good place. But it wasn't long after they left Egypt that the Israelites began to doubt that God's promise would ever come true. They were wandering in the wilderness, hungry and thirsty, and they started to complain. I don't know anybody who's complained while wandering in the wilderness. And some of them even felt so hopeless that they thought they should just go back to Egypt. In our other story this morning, the one from John 11, one of Jesus' friends named Lazarus is sick. 
And so Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha, sent word to Jesus to ask him to come quickly so that Jesus could heal him. Jesus said, don't worry. God is with Lazarus, and God will take care of him. So Jesus stayed where he was, teaching and healing other people, until he decided it was time to go see Lazarus' family. But by the time Jesus arrived in Bethany, where Lazarus and his sisters lived, Lazarus had died. In fact, he had already been in his tomb for four days. Martha, Lazarus's sister, was heartbroken and hopeless. And she said to Jesus, if only you had been here, things would have been different. He wouldn't have died. Well, just like Martha had forgotten about God's promise, so had the Israelites who were wandering in the desert. So God did something to remind them that God was with them still, that God would take care of them, and that God would lead them to the promised land. Now remember, they were hungry. So God sent them something to eat. Anybody know what it was called? Marshmallows. <laughs> manna. He sent, God sent manna. And it miraculously appeared on the ground each morning so that they had something to eat. And since they were thirsty too, God made water pour out of a rock. What? what? And the Israelites were happy for a little while. Soon enough, they started to doubt once again that they'd really make it to this land of milk and honey that God had promised them. And so this pattern kept repeating. And as the Israelites wandered and waited, they forgot that God was still with them, taking care of them, and that God would do something to remind them that the promise was real. So back to the story of Lazarus, Jesus also had to remind Martha, his sister, of God's promises. Even though her brother was dead, Jesus said to her, he will live again. And Martha replied at first saying, I know, I know, Jesus, I believe in the resurrection and all that. And Jesus said to her, no, I mean, he will live again here and now. I am the resurrection and the life, said Jesus. Whoever believes in me will live, even though they die. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? And Martha said to Jesus, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ. Now, Martha and Mary had been waiting for Jesus to arrive for just a few days, but the Israelites had been waiting much longer. 40 years, to be exact. I know. And finally, after 40 years of waiting, they arrived at the Jordan River. And on the other side of that river was the land of milk and honey that God had promised. They were so close. But they wondered, how would they cross this big river? Well, their leader, Joshua, believed that God would make a way. So he said to them, make yourselves holy. Tomorrow the Lord will do wonderful things among you. And sure enough, God made a way. God stopped the flow of the river so that they could cross over into the promised land. In our reading that you heard earlier, God told the Israelites to take stones from the riverbed and to stack them as a memorial to remember how God made a way through the wilderness and across the river, to remember how after all their waiting, God's promise came true. 
So you hear that the Israelites had their share of doubts that God's promises would come true. And so did Mary and Martha after their brother Lazarus died. But after Martha professed her faith in Christ, after she said that she believed in the power of God to bring new life out of death, Jesus asked Mary and Martha to take him to the place where Lazarus was buried. And when he got there, Jesus asked that they roll away the stone that was covering the entrance of the tomb. And Jesus shouted into it, Lazarus, come out! And guess what? Lazarus got up and walked right out of the tomb. Whoa. Um, something seems to be happening. Okay, but first, I have a question for the kids before we uh, figure out what's going on up there. Um, were those amazing stories about miracles? Uh, were you so distracted by that marshmallow the whole time? Well, we did promise that if you waited, God would turn your marshmallow into two. That's, that's true. That's true. Do you believe us now after hearing those stories? Okay. What, everybody, watch your marshmallows. Here comes the marshmallow miracle. It's about to happen any second now. <coughs> Rocky, is it you? It's Rocky. I told you I'd be back. <laughs> okay, let's listen to Rocky. It's so good to see you, Rocky Fairmounters. In case you've never met Rocky, she visited us last Easter to tell us what it was like to be the actual stone that was rolled away from Jesus's tomb. So, Rocky, what are you doing here today? Well, I've been hanging out at Fairmont for the past few months, just watching and listening. And I couldn't help but overhear you talking about me again. You see, I was there at the Jordan when God stopped the river for Joshua and the Israelites to cross over. In fact, the rocks the Israelites piled up as a reminder of God's promise, most of them were my nieces and nephews. <laughs> and I was there when Jesus rolled away the stone, that is, my friend Pebbles, from Lazarus' tomb to reveal yet another one of God's miracles, bringing new life out of death. And yes, I was even there in the wilderness when those thirsty Israelites were complaining and God brought water pouring out of my cousin Vinny. <laughs> wow, Rocky. Well, we're so glad you showed up. It's, it's almost like you were waiting for this moment. Yeah, this is exactly what we're trying to teach everyone today, Rocky, that when we slow down and stop worrying about what's going to happen and trying to do everything ourselves, when we trust that God is already at work with us and caring for us, then we can see how God is leading us towards something that's beyond anything we could ask or even imagine. Yeah, you humans really have a hard time letting go and letting God. I guess us rocks are pretty special that way. Yeah, no offense, Rocky, but rocks are, um, well, about as ordinary as it gets. I don't think God... <laughs> I said no offense, right? You can say whatever you want. Uh, 
I don't think God chose to work through you and your friends and your family because you're so special, but because you're completely ordinary. Okay, Rocky, I think what Pastor Ryan is trying to say is that the most amazing thing about God's everyday miracles of new life is that God can work through anyone or anything. Sometimes they seem so ordinary that we might miss them if we're not paying attention. Yeah, you're right. As much as I prefer when God works miracles through rocks, I've seen God do it through ordinary people too. In fact, I think it might be happening right now. Oh, the, the marshmallows. Is God performing a marshmallow miracle? Looks like it. I see some people sharing their marshmallows with others. Sure seems like a miracle to me. I know they didn't hear a word I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like a miracle to us, too. Uh, thanks for stopping by, Rocky. You always have something to teach us, and we'll try to be more like you. <laughs> All right, kids, can you say goodbye to Rocky? Say bye, Rocky. Bye, Rocky. Bye, Rocky. Well, as some of you enjoy your two marshmallows, and if there are adults who didn't, who waited, you can eat them. Nice. Oh, there we go. Perfect. If you need a second one, I think the youth have a few more if you need them. Uh, so let's talk about what we just experienced. If this whole setup seemed vaguely familiar to you, that's because it was inspired by a famous experiment devised by Stanford psychology professor. Walter Michel in 1972. And in his experiment, kids were given a single marshmallow, just like our kids today, and they were told, you can eat it whenever you want, but if you wait for 15 whole minutes, we'll give you a second marshmallow. But the kids who gave in to temptation, they only got the one. Now, what a lot of people don't know is that Michel tracked the kids from that experiment over the next 40 years, and he found that the kids who were able to wait experienced better life outcomes, better test scores, better health, and higher educational attainment. A more recent variation of this experiment was performed by the researchers at the University of Rochester, my hometown, who wanted to test the reasons behind the waiting. What made some kids able to wait while other kids couldn't? Their conclusion was that our ability to wait isn't just about self-control, it's also, in a sense, about faith. Dr. Celeste Kidd, one of Rochester researchers, put it like this, being able to delay gratification, in this case to wait 15 difficult minutes to earn a second marshmallow, not only reflects a child's capacity for self-control, it also reflects their belief about the practicality of waiting. Delaying gratification is only the rational choice if the child believes a second marshmallow is likely to be delivered. In other words, what allows us to wait is the belief that the thing that's been promised will actually materialize, will actually happen. So let's make the leap then from multiplying marshmallows to rocks and resurrections. If we lack faith that God will make a way, that's when we try to make our own way, when we rely on ourselves instead of God, and that's exactly what leaves us vulnerable to 
Zeitkrankheit, this time sickness. But if we have faith in God's promise of new life, then we wait in hope, trusting that God is with us, leading us. And not only that, but in our faithful waiting, we'll even begin to see ordinary miracles of new life that are unfolding around us all the time. So let's be like Martha, who professed her faith in a God who could raise her brother from the dead. And let's be like Joshua, who trusted that God would make a way for his people to cross the river to the land promised to his ancestors. And let's even be like Rocky, who reminded us that God can use ordinary rocks and ordinary people like us to do amazing things. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank you for listening to a worship episode from Fairmount Presbyterian Church. Revisit this podcast site weekly for new worship episodes. Have a beautiful and blessed day.